Okay, let me just let you in here. Let me, hold on, let me start that over. <clears throat> You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast, it's not for you. Nope. You can go eat some nope. dirt. You can Is go a... eat a whole bunch of sand. Is that a saying? For all eat we some care. Dirt. Eat some sand or eat some dirt? I'm not sure. Eat some, eat some dirt, eat some eat sand. Some... Yeah, probably. Eat... Eat my shorts. Yeah. Eat my dirt, as Bart Simpson would say. Um, you know what I mean? It's kind of a lost in translation. Right. Uh, oh, that's one of those. It was, uh... when they, it was when they translated Simpsons to the language of a culture that doesn't have shorts. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it was when they, aliens, is when they translated it for aliens that didn't wear, that don't wear shorts or any clothes for that matter, but they do wear dirt. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Makes sense. Anyway, I got my hands on that copy at a flea market. Andrew, <laughs> today we're talking about the game Caro, short for kerosene. Yes. Which I think is a very British ism, right? We hardly ever oh, say kerosene. Oh man, I should have. I, I, sh- I meant to look this up. Like, what is the up. difference between kerosene and gasoline? You know, because in this game you're all right. Vamp for a second. I'll look it up. Well, in this game you're using. Kerosene. And by the way, the game is called Caro, right. K-A-R-O, not kerosene, but you're using kerosene like Caro. as if you would use gasoline. It's, oh, it's less volatile than gasoline. Oh. Uh, it's Flashpoint. Uh, but what do people, do people put it in cars in other countries or something, or no? Uh, in this game, you're putting it into a truck and driving the truck around, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think we've stopped using it as gasoline because it's more volatile or whatever. Oh, so maybe but, they were using it at some point. Uh, with a low flashing point. Oh, cars these days are designed to use gasoline with a low flash point. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, oh wait, kerosene has a higher flash point? <laughs> I'm not sure uh, what a flash... I know flash dance. I don't know about flash points. Flashpoint is the temperature at which it will generate a flammable vapor near its surface. Wow. Whoa. This is we're we're learning stuff here on Two Can Play That Game today. This is nuts. We're learning a lot of stuff, Babel Babel. <laughs> That's what I Okay, hold on. What word is that? <clears throat> Sorry, I was talking to the aliens uh who I you know, who got the Simpsons in uh, Tower of Tower of Babel, right? So you could all talk Tower to each other. Tower of Babel. <laughs> um yeah, we're talking. Right. We're well, t- Andrew. Anyway, it's a two-player game okay. that is takes place in the, like post-apocalyptic times. It's kind of it's kind of a Mad Max type setting, which yes. is why we bring up dirt and uh, sand. You know what I mean? It's like you know desolate wasteland. Yeah, and your your main resource is kerosene. You're tr- you if you have enough gas to yeah. you know drive across the desert and find some food or whatever you need to find or metal mm-hmm. or whatever to build a shelter. You know that's that's what this game yeah. is all about. Yeah, and you're basically like two separate uh, villages, I guess, or tribes, or whatever you want to call it. Sued two separate bands of folks who've banded together in the in the post-apocalyptic wasteland, and you're trying to see who can do the best job of you know scavenging and collecting and exploring, etc. Uh, you know, to have the best future. And uh, Andrew, before we go any further, why don't we go ahead and uh, sum up Caro, the game of Caro, in uh, one sentence. One sentence explanations. Okay, well, 
if you're going to force me to here, uh, I guess it's in my contract, so I, I have am. to. All right, good. Um, I would say that Caro is a stress simulator disguised as a board game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not to be confused with a stress um, measurer or whatever. Stress which is, test. Uh, which, yeah, right. <laughs> a stress test, which is, of course, uh, Scientology. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, no, what's that called? Oh, man. That's like yeah, it's a stress test or whatever. It's like a yeah. They well, have... they they market it as a stress test. Wait, that's how they that's the signage that they use to draw you in. They're like, we'll me- we'll measure your stress, e- and you go, oh, all right. It's called the e meter. I watched the whole e meter. I watched right. that whole uh, Leah Remini show. You know that show where she oh, goes in going time clear. Called... Yeah. Yes. Um. And so I learned all about yeah. that stuff. E meter. That's what they call it. Anyway, just don't. Yeah, but they don't tell you that at first. Like they just. They they measure yeah. your stress or whatever, and you go and you go. Oh, ha ha ha! This is funny. I'll measure my stress. Like it's they. I used to see them all the time in like New York subways and stuff like that. <sighs> yeah. And then they go, Hey man, your stress is high. By the way, I got something for that. You know right. what I mean? Like that's actually a big space ape yelling at you, and that's why you have it. And like if you buy twenty million dollars worth of books and, right. and sessions, like we can reverse that. Right. You know? If you give me your um, if you give me your credit cards and open up a few new ones, then you know, we can we can handle that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that is not this game. No. This game is in fact a stress simulator. So it's it's a it's, simulator. Uh, it, yeah. It's it's a it simulates what it would be like uh, to be that stressed as if you're trying to find your resources right. in the wasteland of the future. That is definitely right. gonna happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I would say, Andrew, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, I would say it's the game where you can experience the long-term consequences of relying on fossil fuels <laughs> right before you have to actually experience the long-term consequences of relying on fossil fuels, Andrew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Caro. Uh, we're not, you know, very this, similar, is, yeah. uh, this is kind of a look into the future, I guess I would say. For yeah, us, you know? absolutely. I mean, this is, yeah, this is prophetic. It's, um, it's future history. It's what's going to happen. It's, it's future history. I, I used to I used to always think that Star Trek was our future history, but now I think the game of Caro is nope. our future history. We're never. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if we could ever get to, you know, <laughs> that would be nuts if we could ever get to Star Star Trek. I mean, if we could ever get to Star Wars, you know, future history, <laughs> let alone Star Trek future history. You right. I, mean? right. I would even take, I would even take Star Wars. You'd take Star Wars. Um, okay. We're never getting to Star Trek. Absolutely not. Yeah. Total, total, you know, um, a totally optimistic view of humanity in the eyes of Gene Roddenberry. You know what I mean? Yes. That will never come true. Okay. We would never in a million years you hey, know, never, be able to never interact never. with <laughs> Never say never. Never say never. Andrew, um, let's get more into this game for the folks at home who mm-hmm. uh, maybe just weren't listening to the past five minutes. And so they don't – they. <laughs> Everybody who was listening understands exactly what this game is. Of course, well, that was super some clear. People, some people took their headphones off for a few minutes to look at something, and they put it back on. And for those people, I guess what I would say is, so yeah, you got you got these two, um, not warring factions, but two factions who are both trying to survive. Um, and uh, like you said, kerosene is limited, gasoline is limited. Um, and so that's kind of like one of the most valuable things you can have. And what you generally do is you flip up a bunch of cards in like a market type scenario and you want to get those cards because they help you get victory points. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to buy them with resources though. And to simulate like going out and getting resources that you can then use to buy these cards, 
what you do is you flip over a sand timer. Mm-hmm. And that is essentially a stand-in for the fuel, draining the fuel by driving around the wasteland. As the as the sand yeah. you know falls, that that's more and more fuel you're using. And while you're doing that, you're rolling a big old handful of dice, and all the dice have like different icons on them that correspond to different resources that you can get. And basically, you decide when you want to stop salvaging, and scavenging and you're happy with what you got and you lay the timer down so you stop using fuel basically um now can we say and like you know can we say real quick yeah. that the sand, this sand timer is not just some normal sand timer it is a sand timer <laughs> point. it's a sand timer that's inside of a little plastic uh truck it looks like an 18 wheeler truck so i just think that that's yep. a nice little touch of like it's actually your truck that you're going out to try and find those resources and you have to get back before you run out of fuel so that's why you're you know flipping this thing up and down to get back yeah, get, get get back, get back before the fuel runs out. Yes, Andrew, I know you're a big Beatles guy. I am, and I'm glad you changed uh, the lyrics a big because Beatle guy. Yeah, I'm glad you changed the lyrics, so now we fall under parody law, and we don't have to pay them for that. So uh, that's that's Phew. good. Real good. Yeah. that you changed that. We were like the weird Paul Al. McCartney coming for my butt. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. <he's gonna> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't get sued, but he will come and just wipe the floor with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, only <laughs> living beetle. Uh, e- no, Ringo. George is George Harrison. No, Ringo. Ringo's, Ringo's still around. Yeah. Okay. Of course. At the, the, this yeah. is we're recording this in the past, so Pete, we may have just oh, we may no, have just jinxed, jinxed it. it. Yeah, that might be. I might have jinxed it, Andrew. Oh no. In which case. Uh, gonna, in which case, we're gonna have to be. Yeah, we're gonna have to apologize on Twitter. It's gonna be a whole mess. Yeah. But okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> move on. Um, and yeah, so uh, and then uh, and when you roll those dice, you know, obviously you're you're there's certain you know resources you're you're hoping for based on what's it's, available to you. You know what I mean? Like there there might be the cards that you flip up. Um, and that are still on the board, yeah, maybe you don't need a lot of the metal or whatever to get them. So you don't really want that. Maybe it's more wheat-heavy or something like that. You right. want to get wheat. Um, uh, or, like, maybe there's also the one of the... So it's, like, wheat, metal... Um, what else? Let me think. There's, there's like, humans that are represented, which are, like, recruits <laughs> or whatever. Ex- and we call them yeah. hipsters because they... <laughs> yes. well, yeah, we call them hipsters because they just have, like, big, thick bottle cap glasses. And, like, a, they have a bandana on their face, but because it's a very simplified icon, it looks like a big old bushy beard. So yeah. they look like... They're, they're hipsters. hipsters. So you can either... You can either roll hipsters or metal or wheat <laughs> and stuff like that. And... Um, but you can also roll fire. If you roll a flame icon, what that means is like you know something happened during the scavenging and like you you know um, a mistake or a bad thing that happened, and you actually can't roll that dice anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can keep picking up all the dice that aren't fire icons and re-roll them if you want. If you're not happy with the result, right. and you can keep doing that for as it's, long as you have fuel. It's kind of like uh, uh, I guess they would call this uh, dice drafting or something like that. But it's it's kind of like for anybody who isn't familiar it's like it's like playing yahtzee but you have to do it at a certain speed and be like okay and make a snap decision of when you're done rolling you know it's not and uh mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. match up your icons that way then sometimes you mess up right. sometimes you, you you flip that sand timer down you say okay i'm done and then you look at it for another five seconds and you realize oh no that's not what i should have done i was i was rushing so right. there's a lot of that involved <laughs> that's what i meant by stress simulator because i think that would really happen to me if i were in this uh you know future uh world I would uh, definitely be right. messing up like that because I wouldn't be thinking straight and rushing, rushing what I'm doing. 
So right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's because there's that real time rolling really does make you tense and make you stress. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And and we and you and I, it's worth noting multiple times. You know, we're like, okay, that's it, and put our you know fuel stopped our fuel. Uh, and then looked at our dice and went, what am I doing? And that was so stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it really is a good simulator of that. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, and uh, so anyway, you do that to get cards. And the cards do different things. And uh, But you can also, one other part of the game, uh, other than just like getting the cards and there being worth points, uh, there's two more parts, main parts of the game, I should say, Andrew. One of the things you can do is you can um, send explorers, send like people from your faction out to new lands mm-hmm. and explore them. And that's a whole thing of like area um, majority influence or whatever, which yeah. is to say... Like Carcassonne. At, oh, there's a certain there's certain cards that come up randomly throughout the game that kind of trigger an event where at that current time the the four territories that are currently on the board whoever has the more people exploring it more people on it um like win that territory and there's like a lot of points to be had in that too that's probably maybe where the majority of the points come from they're big they're um big. Yeah. yeah they're big and so that's a whole element of the game and then there's a whole other element of the game which is there is like NPCs, essentially, there there is like a, a a whole other set of people, like a nomadic people that do that do trading, They're, you know, like Jawas or you know anything like that, <laughs> or um, and uh, they are called Chwalregs, which honestly the eagle-eared listener might go, hold on, did you say Chwalregs like in Tarki? And I would say, well, I mean, I think that must be an influence on them. They were also nomadic people that. Are known for trading, um, but they—they, uh, they, you know, what they were trying to do—they were also trying to avoid uh, copyright infringement law I, or whatever parody law. I guess and so that so that the Tuareg uh, version of Paul McCartney didn't come and wipe the floor with them. Um, <laughs> but so they called them Tuaregs. Um, and if you simply turn in two cans of gas on your turn, you can flip over, or you can pull into your hand at least a a random. Um, tile from them and those have special effects like special powers they can do for you which is really cool too so i feel like those are the three main parts of the game right like yeah rolling dice to get cards exploring new territories and then trading with the tuaregs it seems really pretty complicated actually because of all those different things like it's like it's like three different games kind of smashed together i I think but once you start playing once you play like once you're like oh this i you get into a rhythm it's really not difficult yeah. at all. It, it becomes very fluid, I feel like. Yeah. yeah, the pace of it and the movement of it. And I guess... Um, the only it's a quick, quick pace, I The say. only other thing, I guess, you use your resources on your dice, like you said, to pick up those cards from the marketplace of, of things that you're trying to yeah. scavenge for. And some of them are just worth right. victory points. Some of them are worth different things. Some of them give you special powers that are ongoing. Like, some of them might be like, oh, you get to roll an extra uh, die every time that you roll your dice. Or, you know, you, mm-hmm. you get you get mm-hmm. a free can of... of gas every turn you know every time it's your turn you get a free can of gas you know so um there are some that are more powerful than others so there's a lot of a lot of choices to be had and also those every every time you roll two fire or more uh the the last card on the conveyor belt gets burned and nobody gets to get it and everything kind of shifts down one so there's also a conveyor belt element going on with these cards where you you gotta get get them before they uh before they disappear Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, uh, it all adds up to some very interesting decisions that you make throughout the whole thing, I think. so. And that's what uh, you do at the end, too. You you add up a bunch of points. 
Um, hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and add up a, a bunch of uh, history for us? That <laughs> nah, didn't quite work as well. Nah. With uh, Why don't you go ahead and explain the history of the game to us? Uh, Andrew, how did this game come to be? Okay, well, I guess if you're making me do this, uh, fine. I'll, I'll look up the history real yep. quick. And, uh, okay, found it. Um, this game was published in the year 2018 uh, by Hurricane Games. And the art was done by Piero, which uh, we, of course, Piero has done art for many games, but our listeners will remember him as the artist on Mr. Jack. Uh, Mr. Jack. Yes, which is... Boy, mate, Mr. Jack. (laughs) That murder mystery game. Um, uh, That game was also published by Hurricane Games, so I think, uh, you know, a lot of the art that that Piero's done is for the Hurricane Games. Um, Now, the game was designed by Prospero Hall, which... Is not Prospero on Yoi Felici Hall and Felici Hall, right? Exactly, and um, it may say, "Hey, that's not cool to make some fun of somebody's name like that." But it's not a person's name. It's uh, this is a company. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, didn't uh, yes, I knew that. And <laughs> yep, <laughs> Prospero Hall. Uh, we we you know it's it's not a, a person, although that's what it looks like on the on the box but it's uh it's a collective of people i guess much like the borg you know speaking of star trek um much it, like the borg. it's a game design company they designed some some games that people might know uh disney villainous games have you seen these games um based around disney villains yes. a lot of ip like that like uh there's uh, they have a back to the future game a godzilla harry potter jaws um the, wow. the goonies jurassic world Top Gun, Wonder Woman. It's like almost all their games. Fast and Furious, there was one. Uh, they even have a Bob Ross game, which they have developed. Oh, which my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> just, gosh. I mean, it's just so, so good. Um, but anyway, yeah, some some really cool-looking games. They're based out of Seattle, Seattle, Washington, and they, they seem to have several designers who work collaboratively to create games, sort of like, I guess, you could compare it to, like, Fantasy Flight. Um, we've done a yeah. few of their games, but unlike Fantasy Flight, where they they also publish the games, um, this company just designs them and then kind of goes works with other publishers to uh, to publish them. So, in this case, it was mm-hmm. Hurricane Games, but they've done work with other companies. Um, yeah. Uh, now the company also used to be called Forest. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Forest Prusan, which is two people's names, Forest Prusan uh, Creative. And that company was acquired by Funko, as in the Funko Pops. And wow, yes. So they changed the name to Prospero Hall, but this it's owned by Funko. They're trying to get into gaming. Interesting. Yes. But uh, anyway, because of the closed door kind of aspect of this, there really isn't any info on the history of the game. Um, but I was looking at their website, and you know, like I said, like. They have a lot of these licensed uh, games, a lot of them licensed to movies from, like, the 80s in there. So hmm. I was going to make a big guess here. I was I was willing to bet a significant amount of money on this one. See if you agree with me here, Pete. Okay. That yeah. I, I thought that maybe they had designed a Mad Max game and then were unable to yeah. get the license for it. What do you think? You think that's... Wow, wow, wow. Probably true. Andrew... Probably right. I would assume, uh, <laughs> but it was a good a second, game. I heard so '80s, you know, '80s films, and I was thinking, yeah, you know, I mean, Andrew, right? You're right. They probably got the rights to 
man, I was hoping I would come up with a funny 80s movie by now. Um, <laughs> um, Ferris um, Bueller's Day Off, you know. But Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> or uh, Gremlins 2. Um, or but Gremlins 2. It was... Uh, but actually, um, if I had made that bet, I would have lost a lot of money because that's not true. Um, I, oh, my gosh. I was about to give up hope on this search at, when I, I went into, like, I had to go to the second page of the Google search. Uh, that's how dedicated I am to this, Pete. And I, fa- mm-hmm. I found a blog by a game designer by the name of Sean Fletcher, or as he's known in the industry, Fletch. And he has a blog that wow. details his game designs. And according to him, he designed this game of Caro. And uh, I don't see really? it. yeah I don't see any way reason to not believe him but um, he yeah worked worked for um, Prospero Hall and so uh, his blog uh, you know he said that it started out as a civilization building game and not a Mad mm. Max game and it was Hurricane and Piero that molded it into a Mad Max style of game. So, wow. yeah, that was not the original theme. I thought that was kind of interesting. And he says that um, after the change uh, <clears throat> to Prospero Hall, the company policy was then to put the company name on the box instead of a specific person as the designer. Hmm. So, okay. and, and that's also true on Board Game Geek. Is It's listed under Prospero Hall and not under under a Sean Fletcher. But Sean Fletcher is on Board Game Geek. He's got a couple couple board games on there. So you can look them up. It's, oh, I think that's good. Good goes for by okay. That's good for him. Name of the box maker if you want to look him up on there. So yeah. Dang. What did they get into? Like how he feels about the fact that he's not listed as? The, yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. He didn't really say that. It was just kind of like eh, it is what it is. You know, that's their company policy. So that's. But he's like, but yeah, okay. He said like every every game. You know, he was writing this back when this game first came out. He said every game from here on out uh, that I make is gonna say Prospero Hall on there. But I yeah. He yeah. said. But not every game by Prospero Hall is designed by me. It's like, it's like all blips are yeah. blips, but not all flips are nips or whatever, you know. <clears throat> right and uh, right and a Borg, etc. Yeah, the Borg. <laughs> all Borgs are Blorgs, but not all Blorgs are Florgs. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, this was like when Picard becomes a Borg. <laughs> right. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh, oh man, what was his name? Uh, cut the, you're gonna have to cut oh, I just played Star Trek Flux like two days ago and uh, had that card. Locutus. Is that his name? Lo- Lo- yep. Locutus. Some, something with a lo- something low, something. Yeah, 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 Lo- yeah, yeah. Locutus. Yeah, something. I don't know. That was his Borg name. Anyway, I don't know why I'm he got it. up while you keep going. Why did he get a name if he's in the Borg? You know, like seven of nine, she's just a number. But he gets a name? Locutus. Pretty sure. Uh, but anyway... Um, Sean Fletcher, I thought this was interesting. I was looking at his resume, which is also on his website, on his blog. And he started out... Smart. I guess when he was in college, I guess. Uh, he started out doing artwork in the 90s for... Let's see if you remember this, Pete. Artwork for Alfred Leonardi's Lost Worlds series. The, uh... Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Leonardi! Who, I think... I had heard that he had listened to our episode on... Uh, what? You didn't tell me that. What was that called? I Star think, Wars... I think so. Dueling Pack. Dueling Pack. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, hey, Alfred, if you're listening. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, so... Um, so he actually started out as a, like a graphic designer. And then he also went uh, to work for Wizards of the Coast and was working on a Magic the Gathering um, game, Shadowmoor set. Locutus. You were right. Locutus. L-O-C-U-T-U-S. There we go. 
Anyway, now it says that he works for a company called USAopoly, which is a game publisher, and a uh, he works as a game designer where he says he designed Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle, which I know is pretty popular. And uh, but that's that game is also listed on Prospero's Hall website as a game that they made. So I don't know. I, I what I found wow. through this whole thing is that board game publishing is very confusing. I feel like all these companies they're like nesting dolls of companies. They all own each other in different ways, yeah. and you know, certain depends which country you're in and all this stuff. So it was. Uh, I feel like I was in a maze of Google searches, but yeah. Uh, but that's wow. it. So go follow okay. Sean Fletcher, the box maker on yeah, board Sean. Game Geek. I don't know if you can you follow uh, people on Board cool. Game Geek. I don't know. Is that what you do on there? Yeah, probably. You like? Yeah, them it might something? be a absolutely psycho move. Oh yeah, no. If they have an if they if they are a designer or an artist, you can definitely like them. I've done that before with like Uve and stuff like that. Uh, and right. uh, I don't even know. I honestly don't know what that does. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Does something? I guess you know maybe what? it gives you news if so, if news. Yeah. Pops up. But I think it's a good thing, honestly, that you can't follow it because it's not a uh, social media. It's not really social media. It's like light, very light social media. You know. I feel like yeah. if Board Game Geek ever got into like algorithms of like trying to like no. cater to you, yeah. yeah, I'm done. Yeah, so no thanks. Don't let Mark Zuckerberg touch it. <laughs> please, Thank please you. don't. If you if the I mean? if the uh, yeah the person who runs Board Game Geek is listening, don't ever sell to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, I know it's I know it's tempting. Um, talk I mean, about we'll the board podcast to Mark Zuckerberg in a second. But yeah, no, you'll I'm be just... you'll become locutus if you yeah do talk that. about the board. <laughs> I mean, I'm listen, Andrew. I, 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 it shouldn't, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't surprise our listeners to, to to learn that I have fully sold my body to the metaverse at this point <laughs> for uh, for five dollars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, uh, that sounds cool. Are we? But cool? are we no, cool? Uh, <laughs> the segment actually uh, is called review on this. review on this wow what a letdown i thought we were getting to are we cool my favorite segment but instead we you gotta thought listen we were to... we thought we were almost done <laughs> I, I thought i was done still at I, the beginning of this episode i folks, still have so to sit here and in. do all these segments that you're forcing me to do today <laughs> okay yeah, real cool andrew yeah what you what andrew hasn't uh is alluding to is that i do have him currently uh, at gunpoint <laughs> i don't know i do i had that knife point <laughs> um and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, you know what I mean? Because this is, you know, by at this hey. point, by the time they've heard it, they can't, you know. What am I going to do about it? What yeah. are you going to come? Right. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, Andrew, review on this, of course, our uh, popular segment where we read a person's review of the game and we assume what their life is like. And can't even wait. if I hold somebody at knife point, this segment endears us to them. Um, okay, and this person gave it, a four, gave it a 4 out of 10, this person. They said, two-player game, thinking time during your turns is determined by a fancy hourglass in the form of a truck, which you also need to refuel. Not my kind of game. So, Andrew, is this person saying that the games where the thinking time during turns is determined by a fancy hourglass in the form of a truck, which you also need to refuel, are not his kind of game? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> like because... I think that really narrows it down to one game at that point. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's listed on uh, when you go on Board Game Geek. That's one of the, like the tags. Yeah. That, you know, it's listed under like dice drafting and uh, real yeah. real time game, mm-hmm. and then like hand management. Right. And then yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Fancy hourglass <laughs> shaped like a truck. With it. 
We didn't even uh, mention the fact that you refuel in this game. I don't. I think we mentioned. We forgot to oh, say that in the top. Oh, good point. If you good want point. to on your turn, you can refuel. You can spend a couple resources to refuel, and then you you like flip right. your hourglass over the other way to get it back on the other side. But meanwhile, your right. opponent is trying to furiously roll as many fire emblems as they can and when they get all fires then right. you stop right so sometimes it can be yeah because when they end up rolling all fires right then you stop refueling so they could theoretically cut your fueling short before you fully refuel it's great yeah. i think it's yeah. really we, good. it's too bad we mentioned that here and not in the beginning <laughs> oh well i'm not going to edit it in andrew um yeah you spend two jerry cans doing it which i again i think is a european i think that is a british thing a jerry can i've never heard that before in my life except for this i feel like so hello we would just call what jerry would we call cans. a gas can i guess a gas can yeah hello jerry can hello newman uh, can these jerry cans are making me thirsty <laughs> all right andrew this person gave it a five out of ten they said too much boring dice rolling for my taste trucks were defective andrew oh. i hope this person wasn't trying to drive the trucks because <laughs> then they would definitely seem defective you know what i mean if the person was like i can't even get in they're extremely small trucks and the doors don't open and also i am a i am much larger than the truck so ah uh, <laughs> well you never know maybe uh maybe they do like we do and they always play with a shrink ray pointed at them while they're playing mm -hmm. board games so you yeah know, don't mm -hmm. don't assume too much about Yo, this babe Yo, babe, he, this reviewer shrunk, Andrew. <laughs> that's our um, sub-segment. Yo, babe, this reviewer shrunk. Yep, yeah, that's that's our, yeah. Andrew, uh, but anyway, yeah, sounds like maybe he got some bad timer, so I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know, contact him. Probably should return. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, uh, this person gave it a 5 out of 10, and they said the mechanics are pretty basic, but the dice results are far too decisive, and you end up to roll and roll for most of the game. Yeah, well, bud, that is kind of the core mechanic, so I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be most of what you do. You know what I mean? Like this is this is like if with Candyland, this person said uh, the cards you pull are way too decisive, and there's so much moving of your piece based on pulling the cards. Uh, yeah, dog, that's Candyland, my man. You know? Um, yeah, right. yeah, it's kind of a the whole the whole point of the game is rolling dice. I mean, that's. I mean, why would you not like that? Yeah. I forgot to mention up top that I, you know, I've been just begging this this entire season to do a game with more dice, and finally we got it. So, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, this it, is this is a game. Uh, you know what? This is kind of a game that almost the only game that's even come close. I feel like to the number of dice in this game that we covered so far is Shores of Tripoli. You know, yeah, some of those some of those got pretty big dice rolls. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and you can you can end up rolling up to eight dice at the same time on this one. And when you and there's just way more rolls of them than there were in Shores of Tripoli. So if you're a person who loves rolling dice, this is the one for you. It's baby. it's fast and furious. I mean, I feel like you could. You know, it's a kind of a workout. Oh honestly. no, I'm sorry. They they based it on Mad Max. Oh, sorry, not Fast and Furious. You're right. By the way, that's sorry. speaking of that, it's two copies, not Furious. Uh, no, we're not doing that one. Oh. We're not doing that one yet. We're still on review on this, Andrew. So, Sorry. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said, real-time dice rolling, and I nearly stopped right there. But it's not dice rolling plus communication, so I think it's fine. So, Andrew, this person what? just hates communicating, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, that was what? <laughs> that was what they didn't like. You know, was going to stop playing immediately, but then I realized I don't have to do the thing I hate the most in this world, talking to another human being, so continued playing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Dice rolling plus communicating, huh? Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess there's got to be some game out there that does that, but I mean, it's also like, 
I mean, I guess you technically you wouldn't have to talk during this game, but you'd still have to communicate no. in some way to show that hey, I want to refuel or whatever. That part you have because that. Well, then, this, well, then this person's out, Andrew. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. Fair enough. Different strokes, different folks. You know, uh, this person gave it a seven out of ten. They said the truck of this game is the selling point. Huh. Now. This person really likes trucks, I guess, Andrew, because the selling point for me personally was the game itself, Andrew. I, I just, I, I guess I'm just kind of a board game fan, so I bought a board game. But I guess, you know, more power to the truck fans out there who are buying board games because the trucks in it. I guess, you know. I heard that uh, next year the Hess truck that you can buy, you know, at Christmas time, that's going to have a sand timer in it, actually. Yeah, and a bunch of uh, radish meeples in it. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, um, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they said, fun game, hilarious, dice rolling. Now, don't get me wrong here, Andrew. It is entertaining to watch your opponent frantically rolling dice yeah. uh, and not getting what they want. That is entertaining. Is, and uh, yeah. honestly, we ch we were chuckling, you know what I mean? Yeah. But hilarious just seems like maybe the wrong word. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, unless, unless this person just can't get enough of dice rolling in their comedy, I guess. You know well, I mean? yeah, maybe it's like uh, one of those, like, uh, baby situation. You know, you've seen those videos with like people rip a paper in front of a baby and they just are cracking yes, up hysterically. And they lose it. Yes. Yeah. They just can't stop laughing every time they rip a piece of paper. So maybe it's like that. Maybe this person just laughs hysterically every time somebody rolls <laughs> and dice. They just do it yeah, a million times. <laughs> yeah, babies are so stupid. It's so funny. Uh, well, and he and here's here's what I'm thinking. Uh, t tell me if tell me if you think the guy will like this uh, this spoof. Live from New York, it's Saturday night with your host, Dice, starring Dice, Dice, <laughs> and Dice. You know what I mean? Just like that's how, that's what this that's this guy's, you know, ideal show. Hey, Andrew, hey, what's the deal with Dice? Yeah. Hey, what's the deal? These Dice are making me thirsty. Andrew, <laughs> seven out of ten. This per other person gave it. Try to uh, said they said try to fuel your rig while the enemy sniper keeps firing at you from the hills. Intense real time dice rolling with a bit of engine building. Now, Andrew, I think this person maybe tried their hand at our segment Life of the Party, uh, where <laughs> yeah. they tried to make it into a real life party game and they hired a sniper to fire at them <laughs> while they play. I guess, which is, you know, pretty hardcore. So props to you, big yeah. fan out there. Hopefully, hopefully they're subscribing to the Patreon at that. Yeah, point. that's right. So, yeah. You know, Hey, um, if you, that well, that's that's a very high level on the Patreon. If you subscribe to that level, you we will hire a sniper yeah. to come um, shoot, will, shoot at you while you're we playing. We will board. hire a sniper every time you play the game of Caro. Yeah, to come and yeah, <laughs> it'll be either Andrew or I. Um, I mean, no, it won't. Wink. Sorry, it was got real close to uh, the FBI getting us, but luckily I added right. in that. Well, be, right, because it's it would be illegal to go and like shoot somebody, but it's not illegal to hire someone to go shoot somebody, right? That's not illegal. That's a good all. point. Yeah. And luckily, Patreon does. You can have the receipts. You know what I mean? Like you can share the receipts. So. Um, Andrew, here's the last review. This person gave it a perfect score, 10 out of 10. And they said, I don't normally like post-apocalyptic themes, but this game does it so well without being dark. Well, Andrew, I think you'd agree with me on this one uh, when I give this advice. You might want to close your eyes for the next 50 to 100 years, my friend. Maybe just the rest of your life. Just go ahead and cover your eyes because this uh, this ain't as far off as you think here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Although I'll if say, you, uh, if you're not comfortable with post-apocalyptic themes that are dark, 
mm, don't look out your window ever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's... Never it's, read the news. It's going to get dark, people. That's what, that's what we're saying. It's going to get dark, people. You know, listen, people tune into this podcast to forget about their lives and laugh a little bit, and we're just tr- here to remind you yeah. that uh, it's 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 only going to get worse. Your your life is going to get worse. We're just here to remind you that you came to the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew and I are very concerned about it, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Andrew... Uh, let's get back to somebody who's uh, really concerned about us, Andrew. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't mean our significant others. I mean Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Okay, let me just open the door here and let in uh, Dr. Fraser Crane. Come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane. Uh, Dr. Fraser Crane is here to uh, help us count down the top ten very common phrases that you'll hear someone say while playing the game of Caro. Number ten. I don't like sand. Number nine. Gonna go see what I can get from the Tuaregs for my high school yearbook. Number eight. It's coarse. Number seven. Gonna go see what I can get from the Tuaregs for this picture of an ape smoking a cigarette. Number six. It's rough. Number five. Gonna go see what I can get from the Tuaregs for this beanie baby. Number four. It's irritating. Number three. Gonna go see what I can get from the Tuaregs for this old Three Doors Down CD. Number two. And it gets everywhere. Number one. Gonna go see what I can get from the Tuaregs for some of these old Two Can Play That Game pogs. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, just taking a quick break from this episode to talk about the stuff that make us the money. Uh, Of course, we're talking about our Patreon. Uh... (laughs) So, uh, you know, how could I not, right? Right, right, right. So need that, need that green stuff, Andrew, need it to live. <laughs> Lettuce? No, not talking about vegetables. I'm talking about money, baby. So um, we wanted to bring one thing to light here, investigative journalism, gotcha journalism, um, that you might not have known, um, selling tabloids with the headline. And that is that uh, when you join the Patreon, you get a chance you're entered in a little bit of a a draw to be the guest on the very final episode of this season of two can play that game that's right now of course patreon is pete referring to is the money so right so uh we do need a little bit of money to keep this podcast running there are some costs associated with it but you can uh, get all kinds of different bonus content when you do that. But one thing that's really cool about it is for every dollar that you pledge per month, your name goes into a hat, uh, you know, that many times. So if you pledge $2 a month, it's going into the hat two times every month. If you pledge $5 a month, it's going in five times every month. Uh, so the wow. sooner you sign up, for the higher amount that you sign up, the higher level you sign up, the more great stuff you get, plus the more chances you get to be on the show as our acquaintance. Wow. And you know what? If you just if you want to kind of seal the deal, Andrew, there is a three thousand dollar level one. You yeah. can just put you you know you're pretty much gonna get it at that point. You got three thousand entries. You know what I mean? Well, so you, yep. you could do that for you could do that for one month and probably win it. You know what I mean? Probably. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Just like rolling the dice not, in a board game, though. Um, not a guarantee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah, doing the. We got to get the guy to do the uh, fine print at the end really fast. Yeah, that's you know? right. But anyway, uh, we hope you sign up. It's at uh, Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash podcast. That's right, that's right. We hope to see you there, but uh, for now, we got to get back to the show. Ooh. Love Brick. 
Yeah, that's right. It's time for a love break, Andrew. Um, this is, of course, you know, what used to be formerly known as uh, Chess Break. The artist formerly known as Chess Break, okay. currently Love Break, because we now are have an ongoing game of Fog of Love. Ooh. And every episode, we go ahead and make one more move. Hey, in the game. Speaking of love, before we totally take a break from Caro, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that one card in this game, it does feature love. It's uh depicts a wedding, right? Oh. It's two people oh, yeah. holding hands. Remember that card? Yeah. I it's and it's really well done too because of the resource that you need to buy it is two different hipsters, two different recruits. So right. <laughs> it's really cute. Yes. I think it's really cute. And it gets you a point or something like that. It's really right. nice. So a little wedding. I like, yeah, the, all the uh, artwork is kind of themed into whatever you're trying to get. So All the, yeah, that's another thing we should probably should have mentioned up top. Definitely not going <laughs> to edit it back in up top. But, uh, yeah, the artwork's really nice, and it's and the theme is really well done. Anyway, um, two huge things to just throw away in two sentences. <laughs> Andrew, um, let's get to the love of Fog of Love. Andrew, yeah, yeah. Which is, of course, where you and I, in the game, we're role-playing two people in a relationship with each other. Me, I'm a chef. And I'm big and burly, and I got a flower hat. And you are a small little squeaky internet uh, famous, you know, influencer or whatever with an old phone. And uh, we are in the early days of our relationship here, and um, we're in chapter two specifically of our relationship. Yeah. I'd say it's the middle range of our relationship, right? It's not totally the early days. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think there might be like five five chapters in this one or whatever. But anyway, (laughs) uh, great. (laughs) uh, Andrew. It's time for me to play a card, a scene into this, into our relationship here, Andrew. And I have chosen one. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and slap it down here now. This one is called Flowers. Uh, and it says, here, I bought you some flowers. These, so, Of course, these are, yeah, these are Jimmy John's branded flowers from the, <laughs> imp- it's impulse buy section of the uh, Jimmy John's. There's like a Sarah McLaughlin CD, a Dave <laughs> Matthews Band CD, you know, a c- coaster or whatever, um, <laughs> a uh, neoprene, you know, water jug, and then you could also get some Jimmy John's flowers too, which are I don't know, shaped like a have sub a, or something like that. A, a new challenge yeah. is uh, the love break. Uh, Jimmy John's challenge is to do a love break segment where we don't mention Jimmy John's. <laughs> see if we can, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> see if we can do boo. it. Boo! All the everybody in listening, boo! I can hear them from here. They're all booing this. <laughs> they this don't want that challenge. Jimmy John's yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, uh, it's worth mentioning. We probably should have mentioned this earlier. I'm pretty sure the guy who owns Jimmy John's is a bad guy. I'm pretty sure you probably shouldn't shop at a Jimmy John's. Is that right? Uh, But anyway, done. Yeah, I think so. I think that's true. Uh, Look into it. You might as well Google uh, Jimmy John's. I have never bad guy or whatever in real life. Well, in fog of conservative. uh, Oh, is that right? In in fog of love, my character obviously has dined at Jimmy John's many, many times. But in real life, I have never dined at Jimmy John's. I want to say right now, I've only driven. Yeah, I also have never gotten anything from Jimmy John's. Okay, but uh, (laughs) it's a very funny name of a. It's a very funny reference. Yes, yes, and especially their. Impulse buy flowers at the checkout. Especially those, which I have gotten you some, Andrew. And now, so there's three options. And I'm going to choose what I got you, A, B, or C. You're going to choose what you prefer, A, B, or C. A is 20 large red roses. B is 50 fancy colored tulips. C is a huge custom-made lavender bouquet. Um, And here's, here's, here's what the card does, Andrew. If we match if 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 you uh prefer what i got you 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get plus one to my satisfaction, my happiness. You're going to get plus three, which I know you're in dire need of. So hopefully we can match. <laughs> I am. Um, if there's no match, you're still going to get plus one. I just won't get anything. So there's no negative that's going to happen. Here. I'm still it's getting flowers. Different... Right. They're just not the ones yeah, I want. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. still getting flowers. You know, it's not like uh, you know, it's not like one of the options is like a big, big, uh, <laughs> I don't know, big fat poisonous Venus flytrap or something like that. Right. And it's like, haha, sucker. You lose, you die, or whatever. No. These are all good flowers, and it's either going to be, I get you exactly what you want, and then it's the best, or I get you something good, and you like it. So, uh, I, now I this, know what I'm going to get you, Andrew. This is, I, want, I think it's important to mention, this is different than most of the cards in this game, because it's not based yeah. on our personality traits at all. This is just, we're just guessing. We're totally, there's yeah. no... There's, There's no- the personality traits don't factor into this at all because normally a card will say like if you choose this you know whatever your curiosity is up and your gentleness right. is down or blah 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 and so we kind of pick them based on what we think our character would do. They're not that's not here with this one. So just basically just pick what you'd prefer. I I guess if you were your character and I'll, okay, I'll pick something I want to get you. All right, I've got it. All right, you ready? You got it locked in. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna flip mine. I said C, a huge custom-made bouquet of lavender, Andrew. Okay, now you went with B, tulips. Now, yeah. see, I, that I, was my second guess. I almost chose that one. Uh, how could you not know that I wanted tulips? You know, it's okay. My happiness tulips is still, are gorgeous. My happiness is still going to go up by one. My satisfaction is going up by one because I see okay. I see on the wrapper of the bouquet is uh, the Jimmy John's emblem, so I, I'm happy with that. You know, the ra- the wrapper, yeah, the bouquet wrapper. <laughs> it's just it's just a one of the sub wrappers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the cellophane Just or whatever they come in. Sub- you know, you know what I'm talking about. They, they have, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know you want to call that a wrapper, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> but yes, they use they use hoagie wrappers to to uh, put the uh, <laughs> flowers <laughs> in. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Just saying. Uh, okay, Andrew. You know what else is not a bad idea? Uh, are we a bad idea? No, just kidding. <laughs> just segueing into it. Non-existent. Um, (laughs) Are we we a bad idea? Are we a bad idea? Andrew, what I'm trying to say to you is, uh, whenever I'm playing Fog of Love with you, it feels like I'm a party in my brain. Okay. But, getting back to... In your butt? Is that... In my brain. In in my brain. I thought you said Uh, in my butt. uh, Getting back to Caro, uh, I'm talking about uh, being the life of the party. Life of the party. Okay, we got there. It was a long trek through the desert to this one, but we got we finally got to life of the party here. Um, we got there. <laughs> uh, yes, we are going to be turning Caro. You know, it's a two-player game, of course, but we're going to be turning it into a big old party game. Even though you're not going to any parties, you lonely suckers out there, right? Because you only have one friend. That's so right. um, that's right. Takes but... one to know one, and we know you because we are you. You ain't going to know. You know, it's it's much more likely that the Earth is going to turn into some sort of uh, sand-covered, uh, you know, hellscape <laughs> rather than you going to a oh, party, yeah. right? I mean, that's way less That's going to happen first, right? right. They're both, yeah, right. That's definitely going to happen, so right. it's not an yeah. if, it's just a win, and that'll happen first, I think. Right, you're right. Um, <laughs> Andrew, I, I say, mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. and, and this is, by the way, we did not do this on purpose. We did not choose to 
oh well who knows what it's gonna be like when this comes out we're recording this a little bit in advance but um the the gas is certainly a headline these days andrew gasoline so no um, right it's it's expensive right no, now that was not on purpose we've we've been trying to play this game for a long time uh but it is interesting that gas is on the mind right now because mine involves gas stations, Andrew. Okay. okay. You gotta <laughs> you gotta get your folks together and go to gas stations. Okay. And here's what you do. Here's what I think you do. Party at the gas station. You. You. you what's that? It's a it's a party at the gas station. They're loving it. It's a party it. at the gas station. Yeah. Now. It's like where where are you dice. having your birthday? Where are you having your birthday party? Oh, we're go we're going to the gas station. You know, next to the, the gas station. Next to the like, Chucky. All right, cool. We'll we'll juice up and then we you know we'll and then we'll roll out and it's like no 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 no, no. we're gonna stay there. Um, <laughs> at the party at the gas station. You, you roll dice. I'm putting up streamers. It fills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got balloons and everything. I'm putting up the guy the guy behind the counter just watching you saying nothing as you put up streamers. <laughs> Andrew, you roll dice when you're while your opponent fills their gas tank, okay? okay? For every like wheat symbol that you roll, they have to buy you like a pack of peanut butter crackers. <laughs> Uh, right. For every metal you roll, I don't know, they buy you like a keychain with your name on it or something like that. <laughs> right. Yep. And for every recruit that you rolled, they have to buy you, like, a contraceptive. You know what I mean? Uh, Jimmy hat, if you will. Um, I'm trying to think of what's at a gas station. <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't think of a lot different thing. Uh, and maybe maybe it gets better if you roll, like, multiples. Like, in the game, it's better, obviously. Sometimes you're going to want, like, three of the weed or whatever. And so maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe you get, like, a tuna tuna fish sandwich or whatever if you roll three. <laughs> you oh, we'll fill, we'll, that's we'll better, that a tuna later. fish sandwich from a gas that's, station? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, jeez, Louise. Oh yeah, baby. There's somebody in charge of rotating that. Um, but here's the thing, Andrew. You have to pay for their gas while they're pumping it, while you're oh. doing your scavenging, <laughs> while you're rolling the dice. So you have to decide when to have them stop filling their tank. I so. see. Yeah, you're you're pulling the trigger on the on the uh, nozzle, and it's just going. That number's going up and up yeah. and up. Oh man, this is a cost. And you're like, game. it's worth it to get this tuna fish sandwich. I'm gonna keep rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, somehow I, I have a feeling that the uh, tuna fish sandwich is not worth quite as much as the uh, the gasoline. <laughs> the gas these days. Well, you know. Uh, or the petrol, uh, I should say, for all our listeners the petrol acro- across the pond, our, you know. Across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> all those. It's a party at a petrol station. Um, okay, so here's what I thought. We're not going to a petrol station in my uh, in my party. We're having the party at my house. I'm out. Like a normal person, okay? We're not... It's so weird that you're trying to hang up streamers and balloons at a gas station. Jeez, Louise. Um, we are having the party <laughs> at my house. And now, one thing I know about parties, and you probably agree with me, no one likes to do all the small talk with the people who you don't really know that well, right? Nope. I mean, it's kind of awkward. Nope. So, um, so when everybody comes in the party, you hand them a sand timer shaped like a truck, okay? And you can... <laughs> okay. You're standing there talking, doing small talk. You can only carry on a conversation for as long as you have sand in your sand timer. Okay? It's just a rule in my mm-hmm. house. That's the yeah. rule in my house, at least. We always have that rule in my house. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's like, you know, you're talking to somebody. It's like, whoop, sorry. Yeah, gotta gotta walk away, you know, because I can't talk to you anymore. Gotta go. Sorry, I'm out, of, I'm out of sand. I'm yeah. out of sand. You know, it's, it's a little, it helps you get out of those awkward conversations. I feel like it's going to be a great party. People will love it. I like that. <clears throat> yes. And um, they're like, well, don't you want to, looks like you got two jerry can tokens there. Don't you want to maybe like refuel? And you're like, nah, I got to, I I gotta save these. <laughs> right, I gotta, I save, gotta them. save them. Gotta save them. What if, um, you know, what if, uh, you know, who who would come to the party that you really want to talk to? What if uh, Joan of Arc come? I don't know. <laughs> who would you really want to talk to? 
at a party. Joan of Arc. I'm not the right person to ask. Yeah, Joan of Arc shows up, and yeah, <laughs> that's who I really want to talk not to. Not the right person to ask. I'd be a little intimidated, maybe, or yeah. scared of Joan mm-hmm, of Arc. Mm-hmm. Suddenly show up. But yeah. anyway, um, but the other rule in my house, when, you know, when I have a party, I, listen, I I didn't buy that many snacks, okay? Not enough for all these people. What, am I made of money over here? Oh. Gas is expensive, right? Yeah. So here's the rule oh, yeah. in my house. You can only eat food while I'm sitting there rolling dice as fast as I can. And when I get <laughs> when I get all fire, you have to stop eating, right? So you can't eat any more snacks. For the rest of the party, yeah. For the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all you get until I get a fire. So, you know, pick wow, what you want. Eat as wow, fast wow, as you can. Wow. But, you know, I, I think Crazy. that sounds like a really fun party. I think it sounds great, Andrew. People will be talking about that one forever. Yes, and you don't even need, you don't even really need, it's not really even the game, but I think these are just good rules that people could have if if you ever go to a party. Mm -hmm. Just implement those. People love it. Yeah. Just just good rules you should employ at every every party. Let's normalize it, right? Normalize rolling dice while eating as fast as you can. eating as fast as you can at a party. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it trending, Andrew. Uh, but be careful. You might. You might. I mean, I definitely want you to be careful, of course, Andrew, because you might uh, get some of some of that food stuck in your expanders. Wait, hold on. Uh-huh. Open your mouth a little bit wider for me. Uh-huh. Oh, I should have known. You just got your expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Yes, thank you for noticing. I did just get my expanders out. Uh, and I have another surprise for you. We're going to do an ex- a segment called I Just Got My Expanders Out, which is the segment where we talk about... Oh! Yeah, it's a segment where we talk about expansion packs of the game, and uh, we're also going to talk about expansion packs that we think that they should make. And I should probably start by saying there are no ex- true expansion packs of this game, um, but there was a very small promo uh, variant right. that, that came out called Boss Variant. Um, kind of like Boss mm-hmm. Baby, but it's Boss Variant. Um, right. mm-hmm. Just to reference something that everybody knows, it came out again. In, they were trying to avoid; they were using parody law, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. Boss Variant. There's a variant on Boss Baby. Um, a couple of stickers that came out in Plato Magazine, um, and you could stick these on the explorers. And so each faction would have one of those explorers is going to be your boss now of your explorers, and when you put them on one of the one of the areas in the middle. Um, territories. Or territories, whatever, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally, if you tie, like if you each have one explorer on it, it doesn't go to anybody. But if your boss mm-hmm. is on there, that counts as two. You win in case of a tie. So It's kind of, kind of like having the giant meeple in uh, Carcassonne. Yes. Or whatever, right? Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Counts for two or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of making our own expansions, yeah. Andrew, what are you uh, what are you thinking here? What do you want to add to the game? <sighs> this was kind of tough, but I was, um, <clears throat> you know, this takes place like a Mad Max. I'm not really a Mad Max fan, so I've I've seen them all like once hmm. or twice, but uh, I never yeah. I never really got that into it. Um, I, that Fury Road was pretty good. That newer one, I, I really like that one. Um, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I was trying to think what other like movie franchise is kind of like that that we could like expand this to, but like it but different mm-hmm. enough. I don't know if you remember this movie called Waterworld. You remember that movie, uh, starring oh Ke- sure Kevin, Kevin Costner? Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Um, came out in the '90s, so I-, I think actually that the Waterworld variant might even be more realistic than the Mad Max variant because. Um, you know the what? world. The polar ice caps have melted, and the world is just covered with water in that movie. That's the oh, whole, yeah, that's probably it. Then yeah. the whole world mm-hmm. is just that's ocean. Yes, 
That's um, happens, yeah. So here's what they need to do for this, okay? So uh, it's going to be like a little add-on to the end of the game. It's like a second part where now it's like everything's covered in water. Um, so they need to do yeah. a, they need to have a big Kickstarter for it, okay? And they're going to go all out for this Kickstarter. They're going to have tons of advertising for the Kickstarter. Huge budget. Right. Huge, huge budget. Like the biggest Kickstarter you've ever seen, okay? They're going to make it look super cool with super cool commercials and trailers it's going to get everybody excited probably like a line of toys even that kids can buy and get real excited about this kickstarter and they're just going to get so much money from this kickstarter and then when people get the game it's actually a pretty big disappointment <clears throat> and they they <laughs> waste, wasted their money wasted their money on water world money. yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> turns yeah. out to not be very good <laughs> at all I see. I thought you were going to reference the fact that I don't they have like filters that where they just basically drink their own urine, but they have been run through a filter so that it's drinkable or whatever. Yeah, as I said, a pretty big disappointment is uh, what yeah. that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, my expansion for this, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, the game setting is so different than many board games, I feel like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's so novel to have people in like a post-apocalyptic world that are being limited by the fuel in their tanker while they scavenge. I think that's such a cool idea for a game and fairly novel. For an expansion, I'd like to focus on another novel aspect that isn't visited much in games, Andrew. Uh, What I found myself thinking was, what about the people who don't go out and explore and scavenge and stuff like that, but the people who stay home and concentrate on, like, you know, cultivating the land and, like, growing things uh, in the land that they have? Like, maybe even stick with the idea of sending people out and you can place these like workers, if you will, on different parts of the board, uh, then that represents them collecting the resources that they have grown and found, like, uh, like let, let's say like radishes or something like that, if you wanna, or even like wood or stone. That's right, Andrew, I'm talking about the novel idea of farming and worker placement in games, Andrew. You don't see that very often. Uh-huh. I think it would be really cool to try that out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's exactly what we need. From a cool direction to take this game in. Right. From this 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 game that's kind of refreshing and unique and different and something. Wow, you mm-hmm. don't really see this kind of thing. And then you want to take it back to uh, agricola farming is what you want to do. Oh, what's that? Is there – oh, yeah. what's yeah. that game? That sounds good. What, it's, maybe I should play that. <laughs> it's like every every game in the world, Pete, is, is that. Uh, so. <laughs> you know what I need, Andrew, and I need it like a drug. Andrew, um, but uh, when? What is a way to make that into a segue for this next uh, for this next segment, Andrew? <laughs> which of course we have t- uh, entitled Se- "Post-Apocalyptic." Post-apocalyptic. Segway to the segment, post-apocalyptic. Uh, mm, let's think. Well, we'll figure it out later, and uh, and I'll edit it. I'll just add it back in, in post. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Listen, Andrew, in this segment, the world's done, of course. Yes. Uh, this is, of course, the segment, post-apocalyptic. World's done. There's only one copy of this game left. What more What more fitting segment? We had to do this segment, of course. We had to do it. Well... The only mm-hmm. other fitting segment would have been, we didn't have time, but we would have done How Thirsty Are These Camels because um, oh, this yeah. game does, you, you didn't really 
people who play this game don't really realize this, but this game, it t- you know, there's a lot of sand. This, this game does have camels. They're just mm-hmm. right off camera. They're, like, right off the edge of the, each card. There's, like, a camel standing there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's the expansion, probably. That we're right. Like, that's, what a, you know, what a whiff on that one. The, one the, ex- <laughs> the expansion just makes the cards slightly bigger to include a picture of a camel on the side just standing next <laughs> <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't affect the gameplay at all. It just... <laughs> I love it. Well, honestly, it, developers should um, do that. If if you want us to cover the game, put camels in it. Um, and, yeah, uh, sorry, that, that's the only way. That's the only. <laughs> that's the only way. Uh, yeah, we have gone back and drawn camels on every other game <laughs> piece that we've ever played. Tack, we just drew it right on the pieces <laughs> for Tack. Andrew, uh, okay, listen, the world's done. One copy of this game left. You and I are fighting over this game for our tribes, Andrew, for our people. What weapon are you bringing to the fight? Okay, this is right. going to kind of measure how far you're willing to go. Well, what, do you, first, what are you bringing to this fight? Well, first of all, before we even get to the fight, I'm just there's so much sand around, right? I'm putting sand in the in the gas tank of your car, so you can't even get to the fight. Oh my god! So right, I mean, in that, I just thought that <sighs> it's the op. It's kind of like why is there sand in this truck that's representing uh, gas? Because that's the opposite of what you want. People always say, oh, if you put sand in your tr- in your tank, it'll ruin it or whatever. So. I, just... I think it's sugar, but yeah, I understand. Yeah. Oh, sugar in the tank? Is sugar, that right? Sugar in your gas tank, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm willing to wager that if you put... I guess sugar is kind of sand, right? I mean, it's it's like a form it's, of sand. It's the, it's the sand right? of the... Because it's a mineral that gets broken up into... It's the sand of the earth is, is what sugar I always sand. say about sugar. Yeah. Vote on my poll, you know what I mean? It's like is the, sand uh, is sugar? It's a hot dog, a sandwich thing. Is, Pro- sand, sh- is, is sand sugar? No. No, <laughs> no, no. Of course sand is not sugar, but it, but is sugar sand? Technically a sand. Well, it's like that uh, It's like that scene in that Star Wars movie. What's that? Uh, Last Jedi where the guy licks the licks the ground and says, salt, you know? But wouldn't that be cool if it was sugar instead, instead of salt? Does that happen in... Oh, wait. Oh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi, yes. Remember that? Oh, it you, looks I, like I, for a second I was thinking of Return, uh, not uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi. I was like, <laughs> what? When does that happen? In no, it's the, the last one. <clears throat> that planet that I'm looks like snow Ewoks and just like licking the ground, and be like, right. they've it, been through here. It looks like snow, but the but the director were like, all right, we have to throw in a line where we clarify that this is salt because it's gonna oh, be a, it's gonna be a bunch right. of nerds complaining like that. You already did a planet yeah. with the snow, and you know so. We have to show the yeah, now I remember. Yeah, and it's red underneath it for some reason. Do they yes. ever explain that? Who knows? I think that's the, just the color of the ground. It's red, but it's covered with salt. I don't know. It looks nice. Well, that doesn't make sense, though. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. All right. Well, it's not like underneath the sand at a beach. It's, you know, it's a different color. Anyway, Andrew, we can't get into litigating Star Wars right now. It'll it'll take forever. <laughs> um, the bottom line is, here's what I'm thinking for this one, Andrew. Okay. Speaking of Mad Max, you know what I mean? Um, in th- in uh, Beyond Thunderdome, there were four weapons that you could choose from when you were fighting in Thunderdome, and they specifically outlawed firearms. So mm-hmm. ba- basically, they were like, uh, "It's probably a good idea that as soon as you, as soon as we, you know, uh, sound the bell or whatever, uh, you can make a run for these 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 weapons are are free free reign." And they, you could either choose from a chainsaw, a spiked mace, a metal sledgehammer. Or a Chinese Guandao spear, uh, supposedly. So uh, that's uh, according to the wiki. Um, which one are you running for, Andrew, in that situation? <sighs> this is tough. So let's say we're this in Thunderdome, and the prize right. is this game. 
And I believe Thunderdome's motto is two men enter, one man leaves, right? I believe that's what yeah. they say. So right. it, two friends, two friends enter, <laughs> only one friend. Only one lonely only one, one lonely sucker yeah. leaves. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> I I my first instinct would be chainsaw, but now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I'm not gonna go with chainsaw because I know that mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. I'd probably like drop it on my foot and like, you know, it's well, it's I it, it would And they get, also ma- the, yeah. the, the chain would like come off or something like you'd be able to like it wouldn't right it'd yeah. be a total mr bean moment if you grab right. The chain so, right exactly so i'm gonna it'd, grab you'd the... get like a turkey stuck on your head or whatever. <laughs> every time i use my chainsaw here at home i'm like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go cut some wood honey you know and i come back in with a turkey yeah. stuck on my head it just happens every <laughs> time stuck. I can't. Ooh. I don't know how it keeps happening. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the fans. Sp- fans from over the from uh, across the pond just loving it. They love. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I just learned that he was the original voice of Zazu in uh, the Lion King. You know the bird, the little bird wow. that flies around. Because you never really hear really? him talk. Rowan yeah, Atkinson. He, yeah, he barely ever huh. talks in Mr. Bean, right? So I don't really know what his huh. voice sounds like very much. But he. Yeah. Ah, good point. A lot of talking in that movie it was good. Anyway, yeah. um. How about that? Yeah. What was I trying to say? I'm going to pick the spiky mace, right? It's like a ball on oh, a chain wow. and a stick. Is that what a mace is? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, uh, why? Just, uh, just that's what you'd have the best bet with? Yeah, I feel like I could swing that around over my head and really whack somebody with that, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I gotta that, go with again, the... I'd probably just end up whacking myself in the chest with it, but whatever. Probably just whack a turkey onto your head. <laughs> Andrew, I'd probably, I'm going with the Guandao spear, and here's why, Andrew. You're you're tall and skinny, and I have to counter that wingspan with some sort of long weapon. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, try to keep you at a distance, you know, especially if you got that mace swinging around. So I'll probably just start poking you and whatever with that. Uh-huh. It's got, you know, this this is that one of those pole arms that has like a blade on the end, so maybe I'll just try to slash you from you know, a distance. Yeah, that, you, if you get in, if you get in close, I'm done. So that's probably smart because that's that one seems like you you have the least chance of hurting yourself and getting a turkey stuck on your head with that one. You know? Yeah, least chance, <laughs> least least turkey probability with that one. <laughs> it seems it seems like because the, the other ones, I just feel like I'm going to hurt myself before I hurt anybody else with it. But I think you picked right. Yeah. I think you're get, I think you're getting the game. I think you I think you're winning that fight. Good, because so. I really like it. Congrats oh, you know what, Andrew? to that you kinda, and Master Blaster. <laughs> Master Blaster and... That, that brings Master Blaster and uh, Pete Steele. Hey, I'm Pete Steele, and I'm Master Blaster. <laughs> You're dead at this point, and then Master Blaster takes over. <laughs> Andrew, um, that's going to have to be a pretty tall mic stand, you know what I mean, for the for him to record on. Just, uh, Andrew, speaking of the fact that I uh, really like this game and I'm glad that I won it from you in the Thunderdome, uh, let's get into if how we how much we like the game with a little segment we like to call two could play this game but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Yeah, how sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give this game a rating from 0, meaning uh, terrible, to 100, meaning really, really great. So uh, how do right. we how 100% do we feel about sure that two people should play this game right. or less. So what do you think, Andrew? Um, I, th- I am going to say that I really, really like this game. 
I'm going to say yeah. 85% sure that two people should play this wow, game. Wow, yes. that's high for you, Andrew. It, yeah. is a, it is a high one. Um, I'm going to say, you know, obviously I've been waiting for a long time for a game like this with dice. Uh, it's super. The, the dice is super fun to me. I know that some people get frazzled with the fast pace of it, and I usually don't like fast-paced games that much, like real-time games. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, playing against you, it's like the same... You have the same problems. You messed up just as much as I did, right? So it was... Uh, right. It's, it's fun that way. The sand timer is great. It's, And I just think the integration with the theme is so good. It's a great... Like I said, I wasn't really joking. It's a great simulation of being stressed uh, and, like, rushed in a situation like that, having to make right. snap decisions. And it's worth noting, you and I are two men that are very susceptible to stress. So you... So... <laughs> It's like normally that's if I hear that I'm not that into it, but it's but you're right they they actually it's it's a kind of a fun stress. Yes, you know what I mean like, it is. So it it don't don't worry out there if that if you are like us. Yeah. Um, uh, you will even even we like this. And know, I basically I just uh, think so. I just think this game is pretty unique. I don't know, especially in two player land. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. that's where uh, I live. Yeah, two player land. That's right. It's kind of it's kind of Candyland, but it's two player land. Yeah, two player land duel available now. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just you don't see like I think we've said I, you don't see too many games with I don't know this type of like sand timer and dice and and all these other like the area control or not area control but like you're trying to like you know having the most control kind of, over those yeah. things yeah majority area majority influence. yeah yeah it's interesting yeah. and you're you're also using the resources and you're trading things and it, so it's just um it's well done there's a lot to it but it, it's easy to learn i think my one criticism maybe why it was a little higher is i think that a lot of the now we've only played a few times but i think a lot of the game is kind of determined by the first couple of rounds because you get these cards mm-hmm. in the beginning which give you those like forever powers where you get you always get to roll an extra green die or you always get to roll an extra blue yeah. die and uh yeah. <clears throat> if you don't get those uh in the beginning or your opponent gets slightly slight better ones or whatever you're kind of screwed you're 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 done mm-hmm. that could you be a huge yeah and then yeah. the rest of the game you just kind of have to play out like you you could be dominated the whole game because you didn't yeah. get that one card from you know the beginning or whatever yeah so it's tough to come back but if you can balance that like if you both get something pretty good i think it's it's gonna wind up being a pretty fun game um yeah and uh, that's just part of the strategy i think you get better at that as you go yeah i mean it, it's i think it's kind of undeniable that some of the cards are better than others you know what i mean so there's yes. definitely it could use a little bit of tweaking on its balance uh in that respect but i am 89 percent sure andrew Whoa. People should play this game oh i'm surprised i also really like this i think we both really like this when we played it uh you know it could be a bit swingy like we just talked about but um, but overall, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Like our scores were honestly close when we played. You know, what I mean, it didn't yes. seem like anybody you know uh, really killed somebody else. You know, what I mean, in terms of scoring. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, I always felt like I had a chance to win. You know, I didn't feel like there, like halfway through the game, I was like, ah, I'm just waiting for this to end. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there was always stuff I could do. I love the theme. I think the art and production is great. Uh, I just think it's fun to throw dice and have to think fast, quite frankly. Uh, it's, you know what I mean? It might not be the most strategic thing to do, but I think it's, it just equates to being very fun. Well, um, it's just different than a lot of those other games. Like, you're not going to be sitting there thinking too much about what you're going to do. You, mm-hmm. you, you think ahead of time, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, roll, roll. Roll, 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 and maybe you got it, maybe mm-hmm. you didn't. You know, it's just it's fun. Yeah, exactly. You got to think on your feet in this one. You know. Yes. Um, 
And even though it stinks to have to live with mistakes, your opponent has to, too. So, right. you know, it kind of adds a, a whole other layer of depth, the idea of, like, you know, the, the stress making you do things that you might not normally do if you weren't under the gun, as it were. Um, and I just, honestly, I just felt, felt like there's a lot of fun decisions to make. You know, when do I refuel? When do I stop rolling when I'm scavenging? Um, <laughs> when do I spend fuel on dealing with the Tuaregs and getting some powers from them? Uh, do I try to shore up territories or explore new ones? You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It just kind of, it all adds up to fun, in my opinion. Do you remember that one uh, time when I guess I was, I was rolling and I flipped my truck down and there was like, there were like, you could count how many grains of sand were left in that thing. It was like, oh, you know. yeah, babe. If I remember, <laughs> I'll, I'll post that because I took a picture of it. You took a picture. Like, oh my God. Cut it any closer. You know yeah, cut mean? it any closer. Uh, and it, that it's like moments like that where you're like, "Woo!" Because I, I wasn't even sure if I, I just yeah. ro- I rolled my last die while I'm like simultaneously like flipping down the thing, and I wasn't sure. And and I ended up getting what I needed with that last die. Like, and and yeah. I look at my uh, get it. I'm like, "Yes, I got it." I look at my truck. Is there anything in there? Uh, yes, there's yeah. a little bit in there. Oh yes, my god, I got there it. is. Yeah, yeah, right. Because if you run out of fuel while you're during a roll, you don't get any of it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you, you're going to end up refueling, but you don't get any of what you just rolled or whatever. So that could have really done you in. Yeah, it's basically like losing uh, a turn. Well, it's yeah. also actually speaking on that issue it's also somewhat forgiving too because when i first heard about the game i was like man this is going to be nuts because if we run out of fuel you lose uh, it's going to be terrible (laughs) or something like that but honestly if you just if you run out of fuel you just lose a turn basically because you end up refueling after that for free essentially um but you just don't get what you rolled that turn so it's like the stakes aren't you know, it 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 just doesn't. Even though there's stress there, it doesn't feel like it's. I guess that actually like could be insane amount of stress. That could be a strategy almost. I guess if you'd have to be okay with losing a turn, yeah. it's pretty tight. I don't know if you could give up losing a turn, right? But, but like never refuel or whatever. Uh, that kind of well, thing not like never, that. but like maybe like once if you if you know that you're low and you just be like, oh, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna like no. you know. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe huh. not. <laughs> it never happened for yeah, us. Well. So. Um, and quite frankly, Andrew, I just did a little bit of a sleuthing on our leaderboard here, uh, and I found out that this game, for you, this is your 18th highest uh, game, uh, highest reviewed game by you uh, out of 54, and it's my 16th highest reviewed game wow. out of uh, 54. So we're Wait. both kind of you know in, this, in the same kind of area uh, Pete, did on, we uh, where we think this game. Did we officially go to the leaderboard? Is that, did you just jump the gun on that? Did you... Andrew, that was a bit of a preview to <laughs> go into the leaderboard. <laughs> leaderboard. <laughs> Pete was over at the leaderboard, and I'm like running across the parking lot. Wait, wait, wait! wait, wait I was in the. <laughs> I was starting the prequels to the, oh. you know, to the leaderboard. You know oh, that know? was the that was episode one, two, and three. That was the, the crawl. Yeah, right. that was the that was the crawl, and it was like. Uh, you know, on Naboo, you know what I mean? Right, a yeah. uh, big fish guy is uh, ranking <laughs> Caro as number 18 or whatever, you know. Right. Um, no, it's not actually number 18, but we're going to take a look at the leaderboard here, and we are going to average out our two scores and give it a final score, and that's going to be our official score for this game. So, um, okay. yeah. let's see, Pete, you gave it an 89, I gave it an 85, if we uh, punch mm-hmm. that into the old adding machine here and then put it into the dividing machine we're going to come out with a final score of 87 percent sure the two people should play this game oh my andrew and you know what even though 
you had it as like your 18th highest scored one and i have it as my 16th highest scored one when you put our scores together and get that average of 87 that puts it at number 10 andrew wow on the all-time list top 10 just barely squeaking into the top 10 and isn't that so weird how math works like that like it wasn't Hmm. in in either of our top 10 personally but together it is in the top 10 that's Isn't that crazy what? math, huh? And it just beat out a math game, kind of. Well, kind of. I guess maybe not. But Agricola, <laughs> all creatures big and small, gets pushed out of the top ten. Wow, 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 Andrew. That's, yes. That's the way it goes sometimes. You, you know? love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's your highest rated game, right? Agricola, all creatures big and small. You, you get yeah, that's true. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so your favorite game on the list is no longer in the top ten. Sorry, see you later. Wow. Um, Andrew, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. And it's just <laughs> below one of my favorites, actually actually a game that I gave oh, 96%. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, Targi, which is uh, hmm. another game with a lot of sand, but that is number nine. at And 80s. a game that has Tuaregs in it. There wow, you go. That, the... We got, uh, you got a game that has Tuaregs in it, and wow. then right under it, a game that has Tuaregs in it. Interesting. I feel like Illuminati has been confirmed here, Pete, on our show today. So Yeah, uh, it's been confirmed. Yep. Yeah, also, if you want us to review your game, it has to have a Tuareg in it, like, <laughs> and then you can put whatever letter you want on the end, I guess. Yep. And then you'll get in the top ten, is what it looks like, so. <laughs> I guess, so. Uh, that's all Andrew. it takes. <laughs> Uh, I th- I like that we're on the same page on that one, Andrew, uh, yeah. because that brings me to this question about us being on the same page. Are we cool? Are we cool? Oh, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? We got to uh, break out the old uh, friendship o meter here and see how many friendship points, just like you do the at friendship home. Friendship abacus. Yes. Yeah. Andrew, go ahead and move my abacus up by two, baby, because <gasps> I thought we were cool during this one, Andrew. We were we were there for each other through all the ups and downs yes. that the other person experienced. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Andrew, what a terrible set of roles. I feel bad for you. I've been there before. Yeah. Or like, wow, that's great. Man, I hope to have that kind of role. You know what I mean? We were... And Pete, you know? I also said plus two on the friendship abacus. <gasps> wow. Yes, on wow, the wow, sand wow. timer of friendship, we're going plus two. Uh, because the same reasons, it was fun. We had we had some laughs. It was hilarious. Every time dice were rolling, I was just cracking. I could not stop laughing when I saw dice rolling. It was just so hmm. hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I think I found your review. Back <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, yeah, Andrew, it was a cracking good time, I'd say. There's something about furiously rolling dice while somebody else is watching the timer. I don't know. You know what I mean? It it worked. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, it it just it all works together, I think. You have a little bit of bit... you have a little bit especially when you're refueling, you have a little bit you feel a little bit of power over your opponent. They're trying to roll as fast as they can mm-hmm. while you're sitting there holding the holding the uh, hourglass up in the air going, Mm-hmm, time's ticking, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's just but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's you know, <laughs> Uh, it's it's yeah, very fun. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's hey, a good point. I mean, there's two different forms of rolling. You know, there's 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 you rolling to help you, and then there's you rolling to hurt the other person, kind of thing. So it's like there's balance there too in terms of helping and hurting and stuff like that. And yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pete, is it is almost time to wrap this thing up here. Uh, I did want to. This is I a little bit a so. little bit off script here, though, Pete. I did want to just give a quick shout out. Uh, we. 
Hey, first of all, we do love it when you go and like rate on Apple Podcasts or like send a nice message yeah, yeah, yeah. on like uh, on uh, you know Twitter or Instagram or something like Twitter that. Or Instagram. Or even if you send us money on Patreon, that's an even better way even to compliment. Even if you send us money on Venmo, Andrew, <laughs> no, Twitter, Venmo. of course, our handle is uh, at Two Play That Pod. Instagram, of course, we are at uh, Two Could Play That Game Podcast. By the yes. Way. Sometimes it's it's also nice to just reach out uh, any way you can, maybe email or whatever. Even just call us up on the phone oh, yeah. and tell us that you're a fan. Uh, I just want to give a little shout out to probably our youngest fan out there. I just realized somebody uh, is a fan of ours, a uh, person by the name of Nathan, always listens to us on the way to tennis practice. So just wanted to say hi to Nathan. Wow. Thanks for listening to the show, Nate. So. You know, Thanks for listening to the show. If you Thanks give us a nice message, who knows? We might even shout you out on the next episode. So, uh, wow. You know, How about that? Yeah, send you us your money on Venmo. Try, and try, Send us your money on Venmo. And Patreon. Um, Nate, and Patreon. you have to ask your parents first to, before you do that. <laughs> well, um, I mean. But the rest of you guys, go ahead and do that. Just do that immediately. Uh, and email, by the way. Andrew mentioned dropping us an email. That would be fun. We would. We always love to hear from uh, from people who listen via email. Two can play that game podcast at gmail.com. So yes, hit us up there. And Andrew, I'm going to want them to hit us up next week. Oh yes. Unless they get another friend. Oh man, if you get another friend, can't tune in here. So you're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called Once, Twice, Three Times a Board Game. I just want to sing that wow. one. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's the podcast that's all about three-player board games and also the Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's pretty crazy that there are two different podcasts about three-player board games and also Lionel Richie, right? I was thinking the same thing too, Andrew, because of course, as you'll remember, we have suggested you listen to Three Z like a Sunday morning before and right. Lionel Richie, right? You know, gold record. Uh, it's basically, I guess you'd say it's kind of a golden age for board game lovers who also love Lionel Richie. So, there, there really, there's a big market for it out there. So that's why there's at big least market. at least two podcasts. I mean, there's probably more. <laughs> there's probably more. Who knows? Tune in next time to see if we do. Now, if we admit, oh my! Uh, suggest yet another. <laughs> Now I'm going to be looking the up Lionel on, Richie's Andrew. song titles. Oh, no. <laughs> I know what Andrew's, what tomorrow night's looking like for Andrew. So uh, Wikipedia oh, at uh, midnight, you know what I mean? Phone, the phone glaring off of his, uh, his pupils, you know what I mean? His wife saying, can you please turn off the Wikipedia page for Lionel Richie? Every time I think of Lionel Richie now, I think of uh, Maria from Sisters of Sabres, a former guest of the show, because uh, on Twitter, like, every time she responds to somebody, she You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?